All right, 2020, we are here. Homie Lover Friend Podcast. Long time, but we're here. Is this considered season three? <laughs> if you want to consider it that, but no, it wouldn't be because we started our podcast in May of 2018. So May starts a new season. Is yeah, season but we're not year? about to be doing seasons. I thought you write that down on the thing. I do not. No, we don't. I thought you put that in I the don't. description box. I definitely don't. Okay. We just keep them going. It's a it's a continuous thing. It never ends. Shit don't ever stop. As Drake liked to say. I anyway. Never heard him say that, but all right. He has a song called Nonstop. Never mind. You don't listen you to him anyway. You didn't say nonstop. You said. But he says it in the song. The shit don't ever stop. That was a failed reference, but okay. It wasn't a failed reference to those who knew the reference, really. You just didn't know the reference. It's okay, baby. You didn't know something. It was failed. All right. So, 2020, we're not going to start it with that energy. Um, I got the same energy from 2019, y'all. Say hey to the people, babe. Hey, y'all. Yeah, so. It's 2019 part two. 2019 part two? No, it's 2020. This is a whole another decade. You need something to drink? I swear. You didn't bring me no tea. She over here sipping tea, y'all. Listen. What my cup say? Worry about yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm worried about myself. That's what's wrong with you right now. You ain't worried about nobody else but yourself. You can be by yourself. Anyway, I see how she treat me, y'all. She ain't, I just woke up. I haven't been feeling good today, but it's all good. We here for y'all. We're here to bring it to y'all. You know, y'all gonna hear it first. 2020, first of the year. We um, celebrated Kwanzaa on the page. If you guys follow us on Instagram, Homie Lover Friend Podcast. Um, Brittany kind of manned the ship on ship on that one, but yeah, we did the seven days and everything. And what else we got going on, babe? Um, you can still tweet with us live on Twitter. Generally, we do that on Wednesdays, Sundays. We used to do Saturdays, but. Reddit that show is going off now, so which we're actually going to talk about that a little bit too. It's been a while. Thank you. She bought me some water. Isn't that better, guys? Hear me no. clear. Anyway, sounds the same to me. So what we've been up to, babe? Work. Same actually, old, same I old. haven't been working. Yeah. <sighs> Why, bro? Brittany been over here living her best life, y'all. Which My- is borderline. Charlene say we're about toxic. Yourself. Like. This mug had one of the illest vacations ever. Listen. And then be thinking that she still needs some time off. I'm like, bro, you ain't been at work. You're going to work. The kid is hating on me, y'all. I am not, bro. Like, you see, the thing about you is when you get time off work, you get used (laughs) to it to the point where you don't even want to go back. When do I get used to it? Every time you take this long week off during Christmas. I need a week. I need to reset my Yeah, but you be trying to take a month. No. Just a week. See the way our bills work? They come every month. They come every month. And mm-hmm. you can't take no whole week off. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. That's personal. <laughs> he mad, y'all. No, that's fine. It's fine. But I anyway. needed a week. I took a week vacation. I take a week vacation every single year. I've been I doing this too. all the, the time. The thing about mine is I still get paid when I'm off. And I was getting paid when I was off. Up until This is the first time I've taken a week's vacation where I did not get paid when I was all off. All right, so we need to learn from this. I was good. 
Okay. He was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she worried about herself still, y'all. All right. We're going we're gonna to see if you worry about yourself. All right. How long are you going to be worried about yourself? Okay. Anyway, so um, Christmas. Didn't get a chance to celebrate with my family this year like I normally do. Usually we'll go out of time. We had an opportunity to go to Seattle, y'all, and I couldn't take it. I'm kind of upset about that. I'm real pissed about that because, uh, ironically, growing up, Seattle was always one of those places I wanted to see or move to, really. And I know that's weird. I'm probably the only kid in the world that just, like, I always wanted to move to Seattle because I know it rains there a lot and everything. Um, but that was always one of my destinations. I'm not mad that we didn't go. Of course you're not mad. Because it was going to be cold. We can go in the summertime. I heard it wasn't that cold. My mom and them said it wasn't that cold up there. Oh, okay. But um, it was just the idea of just... They had snow, so I won't for it. They didn't have snow up there. They didn't have snow. Keisha posted a picture. There was snow. They posted a picture that I saw, and it wasn't no snow. Okay. Now, it might have been snow when they went up there on the mountains. Okay. But anyway, regardless... Seattle, we missed the opportunity here, really just because of my work. Um, like I said, I had got a new position in the training. It, will, it went from October to February, so I couldn't take no time off during that time frame. Had to work. I don't know what they training y'all for from October to February. I'm learning a whole new product. And I'm learning, I'm learning a whole new side of the business, sales and stuff. So hmm. takes a lot. And plus, that's... I'm learning about RVs, selling RVs, selling motorcycles, things like that. Okay. Man, what up? So, uh, we got BET on in the background. Alex Cross is on. This man, Tyler Perry, has literally taken over the whole curriculum when it comes to the movies. They, I don't think I ain't seen Baby Boy no, in a very, 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 very long time. Baby Boy was on the other week. But for real, it's literally been missed. Miss, what is it? Good Deeds? I better say Miss Deeds. That's somebody else. Good Deeds was such a good it's movie. It's been Good Deeds. This is the first time I've seen Alex Cross, though. I've never even watched Alex Cross. I went to the movies to see it just because I was um, I was excited that it wasn't him in one of his things. Like He auditioned adaptation. for another role of something else. This wasn't his studio? No. I I don't. It might have been his studio. I don't know. This was just a project that he, like, it, his name isn't on it. As yeah. far as being a producer, I think I think he was solely an actor in this movie, and it was a good movie. But I also read bits and pieces of the book. I thought it was a comic. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to ask your brother on that. I'm pretty sure he would know. This is the beginning, isn't it? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> it is the beginning, I think, because this oh. set him off on the series of events. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, how y'all 2020 been so far? It's still kind of surreal to me, you know what I mean? Why? I just realized today that it was 2020 when I had to put the date on something. I never write, excuse me, I never write the date. That's not true. You had to sign stuff. You probably when? haven't signed anything yet, but. When? I'm just saying, when you're going to sign something, you're going to have to put the date on no, it. No, I'm saying I never write the date. What I do for work, I don't have to write date. Okay. Well, it came surreal to me today because I had to write the date on something. I was like, damn, bro, it is 2020. Like, wow. So it's your goals for the year. 
Um, my goals for this year is to become more financially not stable because I don't want to use that word, but more financially um secure. Okay. Um, as far as a personal goal or what I want to be able to uh, accomplish for myself, though, outside of money and things like that, because I do want to get back into playing piano. That's a personal goal and get better at that. Mm-hmm. I do want to purchase a piano as well. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? I want to get a new car. I want to be more intentional about the things that I want to do, which is why I bought the particular type of planner that I bought. And I did good today. I had a to-do list of three things today, and I did two out of the three. So Good job, buddy. Thinking that was fair. Yes. Um, I want to... I don't know. I just want to set things in motion for my 30s because I turned 30 this year. Woo! I'm so, dating a Kruger, y'all. A what? A Kruger? 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 Freddy? Kruger? 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 Um, but yeah, I want to I wanna get things in order for you my 30s. Me, dude. I ain't playing you. You go ahead. You might want to plug your computer up, baby. And what else do I want to do? I want to get my cricket so I can start making products. Um, I want to grow my business. Like, I want to grow my clientele. I want at least 50 clients, like consistent clients by the end of the year. Right now, I probably got about 10, 12. Mm-hmm. And I make good money with that. But if I had 50, I think I You make all your money like, on walk-ins right now, right? Um, Mostly walk-ins. I feel like right now it's half and half. With the amount of clientele that I have now and then the amount of walk-ins that I take, I really do feel like it's half and half. Well, the good news is that with the walk-ins that you're getting now, they're, they're turning into clients. Yeah. you've gotten better at your craft. Yeah. Which I told you it was going to happen. You just had to get better at it. That's all. Yeah. I, I mean, I, kn- I knew that. I just <clears throat> knew what I needed to work on. But, like, with what I do, you can in school they don't like any other school. They don't teach you nothing. Like they teach you what you need to pass the test. But the fundamentals of it I've pretty much learned from YouTube and from being around other people. But I knew that like when I started working in a shop and I was around other girls doing nails, other guys doing nails all the time, I would be able to glean from this person and that person and learn tips and tricks there, which um, I knew was going to happen and has happened. And I was just looking at like some pictures of the work that I did before. Like my first set was in December, December 17, 2017. I did it on my own hands. And then I look back at like that pink and white set that I did the other day. And I was just like, bro, really did good. And yeah, I yeah. literally have grown probably within the last three months. I've I'm seen the biggest, lot, lot better. the biggest um change. But yeah, I got a lot of goals for this year, but they're all pretty much sub category type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, that's really really good, babe. I'm I'm, mean, I'm proud of you, and I want to help you out in any way that I can, as far as you uh 
accomplishing those goals because we're in this together, you know. And uh, that's also going to help us become more financially satisfied. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. So um, let's get to the meat of it, babe. Um, it's been a lot of stuff that's done happen. We actually, I know it's going to sound funny, y'all, but we got a couple friends now. Because we've been doing a lot of shit. Actually, we got plans on this Sunday coming up. That's news to me. I know. I meant to tell you. What I was just planning? Um, brunch. Here? It's going to be at the restaurant down there by the beach. What um time is brunch? 11. I won't make brunch. Okay. Well, you'll be able to make the second. What's the second? Uh, We're going to Top Golf. Oh. I said we got to take advantage of it before... Before he quit, yeah. Before he gets a different job. Cause, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. We got a couple friends now, y'all. That's kind of exciting for us. I know it sounds stupid, but... It's one couple. Excuse me. It's two. one couple, but it comes it's with... It's two couples, for real, for real. Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically two. But it's just a group. How could I? Yeah, the better put it. And they actually listen to the podcast. So hey, y'all. I, really I just y'all feel like listening. we um, it's not even a couple of friends. It's just that we got friends that we can hang out with. That we can hang out with. Like my now. friends, they work um opposite hours of me. None of them are in relationships except for one of her husband is like he ain't down for meeting new people. So, and that's also the friend that like never comes to anything when you invite them. But you still invite them anyway. So they never, um, like, we only really hang out with them when it's people's birthday. Like, I only really see my friends when there are birthdays or it's just been, like, real. Major it's been, like, events. yo, it's four months. Like, we need to just link up for something, you know, cute or whatever. But I now say the way, the, I birth- the, the way our birthday falls, that's pretty much every couple of months. You got April. You got... uh. You got March, you got April, you got August, then you got December, and then in between there, you might be like, let's go to the beach. Or to be like a month where we see each other almost every weekend. Like this summer when we they were going to Chick's Beach all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I saw each other a lot this this 2019. I'll give y'all credit. Yeah, and then it's just like, but that's just because stuff been clearing up. Hey, I did not y'all. know y'all shit was in this. I totally forgot about it. Little cute self. But um yeah. So we have more our friends now or this friend group, they have similar work schedules to what we have. <laughs> so well, and they it's are also friends, so. and I was about to say it's also the fact that you hang out with your coworkers more when y'all work together. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when we worked at beat ups, I hung out a lot with the people that I work with at beat ups more so than my friends' friends because, like I said, we had similar schedules and we just be off at the same time. Yo, let's check out a movie. Oh, we got, um, I ain't working this morning. Let's go do breakfast or lunch before we come into work, blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's cool. And plus, I'm trying not to be antisocial because I didn't do that when we worked at beat ups. I ain't hanging out with nobody. No. I had a different life. That's why. I don't know. I'm a more social person, though. 
Well, you hung out with them. I mean, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I like going <clears throat> out and I like doing stuff. I hung out with my friends from school, though. I also like being a homebody, which I don't know how both exist, but they do. Like, today I was perfectly fine in my house doing nothing. Well, not doing nothing, but just like doing what you wanted to do, being by myself, yeah, doing your things, yeah, taking care of what you want to take care of. You need that. You know what I mean? You need that time to yourself. That balance. But anyway, though. So, so let's talk about Queen and Slim. Yes, Queen and Slim. We went to the movies to see that. And um, are we spoiling or no? We can spoil. Bro, that movie's been out. It's been for out for a month, a month now. So if like, you ain't seen at it. At this point, if you haven't seen it and you don't want to spoil it, turn it stop off the now. podcast here. Come back and listen to it after you've seen it. But right. we spoiling everything. So <sighs> where to start? We'll start from the beginning. <laughs> How about to say the thing the about this what movie. Place to start? The thing about this movie is we already knew what it was going to be about. Mm-hmm. But yet we still went in there. And when the scene came about, about what the meat and potatoes of the movie is, where he's getting pulled over. Mm-hmm. We were so triggered. Like as black people, we were sitting in there. Like my heart was pounding. Brittany. Yes. My heart was so pounding. So that's, that part is funny. Like, it ain't even funny. No, I mean, sad. funny like I don't know <clears throat> the when the people vibe. say when people say funny because they ain't got no other word for it. Yeah, it was so crazy because like I knew what to expect from the very very beginning right. with him shooting a cop. I knew what to expect at the very very end with what was going to happen to them as far as both of them you know dying. But I was so into the movie that like. I felt all the emotions of all the things. Like when the cop came to the uncle's door and he was knocking on the door and he asked about the truck. And I was just like, oh, snap. He see the truck out there. Like, they going down. Even though I knew that it was like, bro, it's a whole hour and something in the movie, left, yeah. <laughs> left in the movie. Like, it was difficult to suspend, um, not suspend, but like to separate uh she is really acting. It was hard <laughs> to separate. Um, I don't know, like my emotion from the film. I really say that I felt the same way that I felt in Fruitville Station. Yeah, it gave me it was that very same feeling. Because in Fruitville vibe, Station, yeah. I literally got up like when the cop shot him. I knew what was gonna happen, but I just I was so emotional that I had to get up and leave the movie theater. And it wasn't like sad emotion. It was like rage. That's what it really be. It'd be, um, it'd be rage. Brittany was looking at me like it. I was crazy because when he shot the police officer, I just, I was saying all type of crazy shit. And Brittany was like, who am I dating? Because it just, oh my God. It brings out so much emotion that you're just like. It does. And then part of me is just like, not whatever, you know, but just like desensitized to it at this point. But we wasn't though. As soon, you as, soon as the man started like being a butthole. You're like, here it we was go. just like one of them again. Here All we right. Go. Yep. All right. We knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> and it literally was for no reason. And granted the whole thing is fictional, but because these it are happens. events that are happening like in real life and real time and these are stories and people's names that we've seen. You can put a human life to this fictional moment. It was like watching and Facebook live live when Orlando Castile. Yeah, and then it also like it makes you upset because you see like in the end 
we still can't win. We still couldn't win. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they didn't even do nothing, bro. Like, at the end when they you know, got shot. Oh. Well, I mean, you get know what I'm saying, you mean, though. Like, like, they weren't aggressive. They had an opportunity to, to just, just take, take them, them in. in. Yeah, yeah, But it was just like, um, I don't know. It's just like, either way, either you're going to be shot in the street by the cop, or six days later, you're going to die in a shootout by multiple cops. Like, that was the alternative for the situation. And then it was also like, I don't know, it was trippy where in like, the girl was a lawyer and when she was like poking the bear with asking the cop questions and getting out of the car and doing, and you just see all the signs of like, no, no, don't, right, do, right, that. don't do that. But then in your mind, you, you being see, a lawyer don't mean shit right now. But then in your mind, you see videos where like white people have challenged <laughs> police authority and like, it's like, ma'am, such and such, ma'am, this, that. And it's just like, bro, like we don't even get the same liberties to like express discontent or just like ask questions the way some people do so that pulls you in another emotion direct like is you warm against yourself like bro you know what happened to black men in these streets why are you being the cause of this and then it's like but why should she have to like minimize herself and minimize her knowledge and not ask questions it's just i don't know it's or a, do you it's want to a, survive? A mind you know what the, for real, the, for real. The repercussions or the consequences. Do you want to survive? That's the question. Yeah. So does being a passive mofo allow you to survive? Is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. I think yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so mean, at this point. You got to do what you got to do to survive. You got to, in the words of, I hate this phrase because. I heard it so much on Big Brother this summer. But for real, for real, you got to play chess, not checkers. Like, you got to be, it's that Strategic. old, it's that old attitude. Like, you got to work twice as hard to be half as good or to get half as much or whatever the the thing is that people say. But it's just like, in that moment, you got to step outside of your emotion and think like, okay, I need to make it out of this night and then tomorrow... I need to strategically think about how I can go about affecting change in this particular way. All moves, I feel like, when it comes to situations like that, have to be calculated. Like, you can't have an emotional response to a situation. And then on top of that, you also have the thought of, like you brought up Philando Castile. He wasn't emotional he wasn't being irrational. He said, yo, like, I have a license Doing to carry right. a gun. Exactly. I have the gun, you know, in the car. But, like, he wasn't, he was like, I'm I'm just letting you know. He was race, trying to disarm. You're not to have a gun. Yeah, he was trying <laughs> to disarm himself by being upfront and honest and tell him, you know, what was going on in a non-threatening way. And this man still lost his life in front of his fiance or wife i don't remember which one she was and the child and that's the part that's just like what what is the real answer what are we supposed to do what is the real answer because a lot of these cops man they're just not equipped to be cops or they have a complex that make them feel that they need 
to be a cop in order to get some type of power over, or they're scared. over their demons. And their fear makes them act irrationally. But you get what I'm saying, though? Like they have this complex already, and they feel like they get bullied in every aspect in life. So in order to take some of that power back, they need to be some type of authority. I see that. I've seen and people also, do that. And I also see fear as well. That's what I'm saying. They're scared anyway because of the fact that all their life they've been getting pushed around anyway. Yeah, I don't even know if it's an all my life thing. It's a... I don't know enough black people to have a positive, right? A positive uh, perception of them. They're all murderers, rapists, whatever else, and it could just be your perceived notion. That's why it's like hard to understand what is the vetting process between. You know what I mean? Like, but you're not gonna get. You got to think about who you're allowing to be cops. But how would you even but how could you test even, exactly, for that exactly. when you're not in a situation that causes you to bring those things up? But like it makes you, you think just, that that should be part of the vetting process. But how could you ever get the truth? That's what I'm saying. Like, even if that was part of the vetting process, in the back of your mind, you know, oh, this is a drill. Like, it's the difference between, like, when people tell you, like, when you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. If your house fire, you need to take this particular you know fire escape plan but when the emergency actually comes most of the time all that training go out the window and you just instinctual clamoring yeah which is why it's weird to be just be like there's i don't know how you would prevent something like that from happening by testing a person because what is the test right the shit is crazy though man but we were in there triggered as fuck um a lot of emotions from the start of the movie but let's talk about the actors yes let's talk about the love story of it all how they didn't even like each other at first so a tender date first date yeah this is what happens which is crazy because that that gave some type of reality to it where we're like damn this could really happen you know what i mean yeah because i remember on our first date we got pulled over. We did. When I was taking you to the like house. Like literally right in front of my house. That was the crazy part. Craziest thing So ever. my neighborhood that I grew up in um, from 16 and up was like a grid pattern. So when you come down the street, it's like all the streets intersect. And we were pulling up and Bruce was literally slowing down to pull in the space in front of my house. And a cop just, I don't even know where he came from. I didn't see him at all. I so he must have been on the side street. It was pitch black in that neighborhood. Was the power out that night? I don't think the power was, was out. It was so black was the power out in the street. It had was, to be. Or the light just out. I don't know. It was so dark. But he came up and he um, pulled us over. And I just remember the light. He had both of the like big white bright lights on the side of his car. And came to the um, window. And I think he said your tail light was out or your oh, brake light was out or something and then Please. he asked for both of our ids we gave him the id and he did he ask us where we were coming from or where we we're headed one or the other yeah some way we just been like um i was like he's dropping me off at home and bruce and he was like oh really what home <clears throat> and i was like literally like i said my porch um i don't know if it still is but at the time it was green I was like, right here in front of this house right here with a green porch. He was like, huh, really? And then he asked for IDs, and then he went to the car, and I guess he, like, ran them or whatever. 
Of course, nothing came back. And then when he bought the IDs back, he gave me and he said the stupidest thing I ever heard of. He was like, oh, you really do live here. <laughs> and I'm just like, I didn't even respond to it. And I'm, But in my mind, I'm thinking, if I know you're a cop who has the power to pull up my record or no any record on me, like, why would I lie about where I live? Didn't your dad come out? I don't know. Maybe he was on. A, maybe he came out on the porch. I don't know. Something like that. I don't remember. But I just thought it was stupid for him to just be like, um, "Oh, you really do live here." I'm like, what? What was I supposed to do? And that's the kind of snide stuff that, like, <laughs> if that was any regular person, like, if that just happened to be like. I don't know what situation it would be where somebody just see my address and I tell them this early when they say that. Like, yes. Thank God I ain't never had no bad run-ins. I will have a smart response. Just word to the wise, don't do what you see in those videos. Just cooperate. I never had a bad experience with I never had a bad experience either, but I realized I never had a bad experience because I just answered the questions. It ain't worth it. Yeah. I think the only time that, like, Actually, there's been times where cops like, like I should have got in trouble. At least three instances. I can think of the first one was when I was going through Emporia. Everybody who take I-95 below Virginia know that Emporia is the speed trap. And you want to go 35 and a 55 in Emporia. But the tire pressure light was out and the cop pulled me over because I know I was on like 95. And he was like, bro. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's the first thing he, he, he was like, is there an emergency? <laughs> was his first question. And he asked me if I was okay. And I told him that the high pressure light was on. He was like, but I didn't know what it was at the time because I was 19. And he was like, that's just your tire pressure light, honey. It could be because it's cold outside or you could actually need air in your tire. And he was like, um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna show you where the gas station is. And he took my driver's license and went and got in his car and pulled out in front of me. And I followed him to the nearest gas station. And he checked my tire pressure. He ran my um license. I was in a rental car. He ran my, I don't even know if he ran my best friend's license. And then he gave me a ticket. But instead of writing it for a 95 and a 55, because he said that was um reckless driving, driving, he wrote it for like 65 and a 55 and told me to go home. And yeah, he was, was looking out because y'all guys would have had to go to that course. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the second time I got pulled over, it was literally like, um, it had to be like October. And my tags on my car were, um, it had expired in April. And I well, had you been. You be out here living five. I was in, I was three cities away. I was in Newport News. And like, I had been driving all over everywhere. And I was in Newport News out there when I shouldn't have been for real, for real. <laughs> Got pulled over, like literally pulling into the neighborhood that I was going into. And the cop pulled me over. He was like, he came, he asked me, he was like, do you know your tags are expired? I was like, no. He was like, yeah, they expired in April. Um, Sweetheart, it's October. And that was when I had my truck and I was like, I'm not even used to dealing with that kind of stuff. Like my dad used to take my car and get get it inspected. Bro, you playing playing into that fucking. I'm just a girl. I sure did. 
And I was like, but that you was the truth. I did not know that my tags were expired. I never paid attention to it. My oil was changed. I had gas in it. And that was it. That's all I need to know. And usually with the car I had before that, my dad would be like, I'm going to go take it. To get, it need to get inspected. You need to re-register it. Okay. I guess. But Queen of Sugar, I mean. <clears throat> Sugar. I mean, Queen of Slim, damn. <laughs> I'm right. talking about Oprah. Queen Sugar. Queen but Sugar. uh Queen Sugar, yeah. The actors, they did a really, really good job. The it's girl. The colors. Yeah, the colors of it was real beautiful. Green. It gives me. It was like, show, it was, like it really was shot green. literally like Queen Sugar. Yeah. Like that whole like with the golden undertone and all the colors that look good on yeah, black like people's skin, undertone. like yeah. marigold and greens and navy blues and Yeah. Pinks, like when I say pinks. chocolate actors, yes. At one point, when they chocolate. were in a juke joint and they were dancing together, it looked like a piece of art. <laughs> it did. It really, really did. Yeah, it was so pretty. Now we can go in details about the actors' personal life, but I don't even think I want to go into that. I people just ignorant. But I mean. We can talk about it. Because it made me think about it. I'm not I was like, repeat she what... did really well at looking like she hated him in the beginning. I was like, damn, bro. You can't. You can't. That wasn't acting. That just felt real. It could have been method. <laughs> it felt real as fuck. But that's what you when do I when you act. She was married to a white man. I was like, hmm. No, I'm just saying. When you, like, her, people's comments to her once they found out that she was engaged to a white man <clears> were just. You know ignorant, how we are. You know which, how we are. It yeah. just was purity ignorance. And then, like. What she said, though. She basically said that. Um, African American men had never made, me feel never made her feel beautiful. They always talked about the complexion of her skin. They always talked about her cute, hair cute texture. Cute, dark skin girl. Yeah. And just that like, shit. I can um, I can understand why, why she would have that experience and then just be like okay well maybe dating black men ain't for me like none of them find me attractive but y'all a lot of people a lot of times you see interracial couples it'd be a white guy with a super dark skin afrocentric looking chick for whatever reason but the names that people were calling her it was just i don't know it was just so so weird and then i feel like that happened and people were bashing her for saying what she said in response to the names that she was being called and then the whole pit bull with r lennox and tiana taylor's situation happened where the dude was like i don't even know how they i still find them attractive when they both look like pit bulls and this that and the third and then like ari went off on her um i don't know how you thought that was on her thing well. and then people were saying like why she always responding to what people saying like you're a superstar you're supposed to ignore it and let it roll off your back i'm just like what the fuck she ain't do people not understand that words do hurt right and she like why am i supposed to be passive towards this shit y'all would never say this shit to anybody else which i understand I fucking understand that. Well, Tiana Taylor didn't respond to it because he named her and Tiana Taylor. 
But it's also like, Ari wasn't gonna let that shit pass. But it's Ari also like DC, you can't you tell people how to respond. Yeah, if she felt some type of way, she rents per week on <laughs> littler shit, on less. Bro, I was watching on I was, fucking wine on a plane. I was on her live today, and she was talking about chickpeas and how she couldn't cook them, how she had them at the at the store that she went to that cooked them for her. It was very funny. And she was just talking about like she's right for, for less. So, but it it's just yeah, I gave her something to actually really go in about. I don't understand why people don't want other people that they target to respond to them when they say certain stuff. Right. Like just because I'm a celebrity, I'm doesn't I'm mean I don't have feelings, and don't mean that I ain't got time. Right. Because had somebody said something like that to your little ass. That ain't no superstar or celebrity. You would have went clean the fuck off. What make you think that she's any different? She ain't been a star her whole damn life. And she's also probably had experiences. Yeah. That triggered her. You just was like, triggered. Yes. she was like, look, I couldn't say nothing when I was 13 and insecure, but God dang it, I can say it today. Right. Like, this is not cool. This never happens to Hispanic women. This never happens to white women. Yeah, she was saying how you don't really hear white men turn out white women or Hispanic men turn out Hispanic women. Most of the time it's black men who have something negative to say about black women. And then people were saying that, like, somebody was on the internet talking, um, saying i forgot what rapper and basketball player that they said look like a dog and like people were saying yeah they do they do or whatever but she was just like you shouldn't be comparing the way a human looks to the way a dog looks especially a black person that's like saying a black person look like a monkey right it's degrading this shit is crazy though because I can get, I can go on all day about it, but this shit happens to African American males all the time by black women, and it's glossed over. When it happens a lot, trust no, me. I'm saying that was their counteract. But what she was saying is it shouldn't be happening I get it. Yeah. either way. It shouldn't happen either way. But the thing is, is that we don't say shit about it because we find everything fucking funny as African Americans. But you're not gonna say that about an African American woman and get away with it now. It just doesn't happen you're not. like that. And I just, I just also feel like there is an underlining thing of black women still feeling like when a black man gets to a certain stature, he feel like he deserves a white woman. And most of the time, it's on the heels of not just, mm. not just because I'm attracted to white women. It's because black women didn't this, or black women can't this, or it's because a lot of times we never. Me and my brother were actually talking about this. We never get respect from African-American women. And we never saw what African-American woman respecting the black man looked like. But we get, sometimes they'll get that from a white woman or a different race woman. The shit is weird, but it's, a cultural it's really, thing. it is a cultural thing. It's fucked up really because African-American women really have a hard time respecting black men. That's why you see us fucking arguing and fighting all the fucking time. They have a hard time respecting African-American men because they always see us in inferior positions. That's by design. It is. That's a product of the diaspora of slavery. It is. And it's done gotten worse because even in slavery, the African-American women were, they knew better. You know what I mean? They stuck by their men because no, no, this no, was no, a no, new, no. hear what I'm saying? Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. They they stuck by their man because they knew 
historically, before it got really, really bad, that African-American men were strong men. But then as the shit got worse and got worse and got worse and slavery ended, then you had the Jim Crow era, then you had the Civil Rights Movement, then you had um, the 70s when it came down to the uh, public housing and all that shit. All these different generations of African-American men being fucking degraded and disrespected. They never seen us in a powerful position. This hence the fact when you see motherfucking black women date white men, they have a whole different demeanor demeanor in how they handle them than how they handle a black man. They talking baby voice and shit like that to the white man and shit. I've Brittany, what? I swear to goodness. I swear to goodness. How many interracial couples you been around? I've been around a lot of interracial couples. Because you you're making it seem like I don't have no uh, footing to stand a, I on I ain't that. never seen a white woman, a black woman talk to a white man in a baby voice. I ain't never seen that. I have. The communication is completely different. What was this? Hmm? What was this? A lot of it was when I was in college. A lot of it was when I was back home in Michigan. Just being around different, uh, like my different family members. Because you got to remember where they live at. Those interracial relationships happen a lot. Like a lot of my cousins, uh, like Brian's friends, they married to white women. And vice versa, the black girls are married to white men. And you be around them, you just be like, bro, like I observe little crazy shit like that. It's completely different. And what I pull from it is, is that after a while, especially once African-American men get some... Once African American men get some form of um status, I guess you could say. Which one is that one? Huh? This is yours, Brittany. Can you turn it down? Whenever they get some form of status or whatever the case may be, or some level of um uh, of where they're in a better off position, mm-hmm. they feel like they don't have to deal with someone yelling and cussing their ass out all the goddamn time. Now granted. I'm not saying that all black women do that to them, but it's just. And then, you, and then you do just have those ones that just like, I ain't, I ain't fucking with y'all no more. I don't find y'all attractive or whatever the case is. I mean, I'm not going to say that there aren't men like that out there, but the, the theme, just from talking, talking to my brother, it, it, and like it, we have really, really good conversations about it because a lot of times I be feeling like, He's damaged. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And that's the problem. Yeah. Part of the problem. Like, I don't even feel like it's so much of white, black women don't respect black men in the sense that it's something that they're intentionally not doing. It's a learned behavior. Of like, let's go all the way back to slavery where they used, they broke the buck. They took the strongest black man in the field or that was a slave and degraded him in front of everybody and said yo this is what we can do to you and the black woman had to sit there and watch that and then she had to try they used her to keep the kids in line so that they wouldn't go crazy and try to rebel or not do what was asked of them and then when that did happen they would tear the family apart. Fast forward to the Jim Crow era, where they were lynching dudes off of accusation. And there were a lot of other things. And then you fast forward to like 
the the public housing situation where you can't receive government assistance if there's a man in the house. And then you also got to look at the aspect of like the crack epidemic and the prison to and the school to prison pipeline and the fact that like black men mostly think it's okay to have have more than one to have more than one woman or to bail out on their responsibilities so when you do find a king you honor him but why i gotta honor you if you ain't no king or even when you are a king (laughs) the thing i don't know we can talk all day about this shit because a lot of times the girls who do respect their guys, them niggas don't be no damn king. Let's be 100. Granted, I'm not saying all African-American women disrespect black men, but... No, I'm just saying... That's, some of the guys who deserve true. it get disrespected. Or they just be like, I've been disrespected enough. I don't like y'all no more. You know what I'm saying? What and, you mean, women? No, I don't like African-American women anymore. Right. And then that gets him scrutinized even more once he does fall in love with some other race when that is his prerogative honestly but but i just feel like it's a way in which you say that the experience that i had you make it personal you don't make it a blanket statement well people make generalizations all the time though Brittany. right but i'm saying that's the problem the generalization is what black women have a problem with it's not the fact that i've been in mad relationships and i haven't had good experiences with black women so i decided to date outside my race and see if there were other experience that i could have versus black women ain't attractive they ain't this ain't that that's like a woman being in a relationship with a man and just being like all men are dogs but that happens though i understand that it happens and i'm saying on both parts you should t- talk about it from a personal perspective. I can say I have been in cheated, been cheated on in almost every relationship I've been in, 80% of them. And that could be a reason that I act X, Y, and Z, but I can't sit here and say that all men cheat because I don't believe that. But we've all been caught saying it. though, Right. And that's what I'm saying. The narrative needs to change. There needs to not be a general blanket statement for everything. Personalize it and say, in my experiences, in my past, this is what I've experienced. And this is hey, why I, I feel what you're saying, Brittany, decision. but let's just be 100, though. Like, how many samples do you have to take in, be- in before you classify something as what it is? I don't know. That's relative to the person. Exactly. So that person can make that generalization if they want to. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way we have stereotypes. All black people don't do this, but... Or all white people don't do this, but from what I sampled, a good majority of y'all do, so let's go ahead and just say this is what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Or we can just agree that this is a characteristic, even though it may not be, because, I mean... Everything is a generalization if you want to put it that way, then, Brittany. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like generalization. I mean, but it happens, though. It's the same way people don't like people to judge, but everybody judges people. It's just, it's natural for people to judge. Okay. It sucks, but it's just the natural way of, (laughs) the natural way of things. 
we judge people all the time. This is crazy that this was literally shot in Detroit. Like this is real life Detroit. Anyway, um, I ain't know that. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. It was at the Joe Louis Arena, the Cobo. The book might have taken place in Detroit. Come to think of it, it's been a while since I read it. I don't remember. My dad had it, and I was reading bits and pieces of it. Why he always play a cop captain? <laughs> don't he always play a captain, a uh, lieutenant? Somewhat. He be some kind of law enforcement. He has that chin for it. But yeah, overall, Queen and Slim was a good movie. It was a sad story. It was beautiful cinematography. It was an epic love story. And um, I don't want to say I liked it. I was pissed when I left. It it infuriated me, honestly. But it was something, am I going to say it was necessary for the culture, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. No. I'm not going to knock it for her because it was. It was a story that needs, needed not needed to be told, but it was a, it was a way to the same thing we are all used to doing. It was a way to bring a little beauty to the pain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it gave you the dichotomy of life. And that was it. I just be wondering how um, white people feel. I'm ready for um when they see movies like that. For for Easter Ray's movie. Yeah, that movie's gonna be lit. I feel like that's gonna be our our generation's love, Jones. I want it to be so. I hope bad. it is because I have really really good um when we thought that um something what was that shit Bill Street. Oh, if Bill Street could talk. If Bill Street could talk. Just the way they advertised it, you felt like it was going to be like that, but yeah. it wasn't. I never read the if book. If Bill Street though. could talk was just the same as goddamn Queen of Sugar in a sense. Queen of Sugar. I mean, Queen of Slim. Why do I keep calling it Queen of Sugar? It gave me the same vibe when we watched it. Oh, it was like hope, but no reason to hope. Right. Yeah. That movie had the same vibe, except for nobody really died, but. He died by being in jail. Yeah, like. For something he took his do. soul basically, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I um, I understand it. Yeah, it gave you the same vibe. I want a good uh, I want a good love story. That's what. It, like, I want a I'm good tired of, yeah, like, love story that make me just be like, because I remember watching Love and Basketball and just being like, yeah, like, oh, like I can't wait to go to college. I can't wait to fall in love. Like. We need those movies back. Like I'm sick knew, and tired like, of being sick and tired. <laughs> I, was new, like, I was like, who have I dated in high school? Like, we're going to be together forever. Right. And you aspire to have that uh, high school sweetheart. Like, I uh-huh. really thought I was going to be with my high school sweetheart forever. I did. We didn't even make it to the first semester of college. <laughs> Me and my high school sweetheart ain't making it to the end of my high school year. We made it to That's because he was older than me. Like, he was a year older than me. And I just, I don't know. But that shit just gave you a good feeling, though, I man. Really like, those movies it. gave you good feelings. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I need. I need a couple good, like, I need that's what Love and Basketball. I need Brown Sugar. I need Poetic Justice. I need a good, like, I need a good love story. Right. Movie. Black love. Yeah. I need Issa to just go ahead and do that thing. I feel like Lena Waithe got one in her, too. Yeah. Cause the way she wrote like the way she the way like they wax poetic to each other about like 
holding hands and I need you to see me beyond my scars and all of that stuff. Like that would have been dope. And it's gonna be outside of the situation of police uh yeah, brutality. True, true, true. But just like because I seen that in the context of You getting shot right afterwards. Right. I need like and I know she got it in her because I listened to her documents about even the name of her production company is called Hillman Grad. So it's just like She's seen Bro, and the way she's talking about Dwayne and Whitley. Yeah. Like, you just give us one. Give us, like, give us a whole year or two or three or four. Because for real, for real. Of what? Of those type of movies. Like, we need another decade of those type of movies. The reason why is because they're going to be so much better now because of the fact that this generation of people are so much more intelligent. Um, Viewers. And viewers and individuals, so the people who are in these couples know how to communicate better than what they did back in the 90s. Right. So you 80s. can kind of avoid, like... The bullshit. You can avoid... This can teach us how to communicate. This can teach right. us how to but I also feel like have you, better you relationships. Can, and we'll be able to understand and digest it better. You can avoid the... um toxicity yeah you can avoid the, the toxicity of the relationship because and what was so typical and stereotypical i know baby i'm sorry but you kind of cut me off too though so go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead i'm just like i'm excited about it because it's gonna have so much depth in the movies the movie's gonna be so much deeper because it's gonna be teaching us how to avoid everything that took place in black love stories back in the 90s that we were just like we used to be frustrated because we were like, damn, it didn't have to be like this. It didn't have to be like this. But we couldn't explain how to get out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. So think about Love Jones. It was toxic in the sense because he tried to play cool and she wanted to call him on his bluff, essentially. That's something that can be avoided. Into, so to give you context, because you probably don't remember it. That's like my favorite move, so I know exactly what I'm saying. But to give you context... He, she said that she basically they were dating and they were a couple and they were in love with each other, but they were trying to play off on being in love. He didn't want to say, I'm in love with you. And she didn't really want to say it either. They didn't want to admit to each other that they had fallen for each other, essentially. I don't believe that that's not the toxicity that I'm talking well, about. Well, you won't let me finish because I, I haven't finished yet. Go ahead. So they. Basically, she said, well, I'm about to go see on something in New York or whatever the case is, where in the back of her mind that she knew that she was going to go see her ex and see if there was still something left because she wanted more out of the relationship, but he wasn't willing to give her the more because they were still trying to fight the whole reality of the fact that they were in a relationship, essentially. They didn't call it nothing. They didn't label it. They didn't title it. They just was kicking it. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. He knew that she was going to go see old dude, but he was like, I'm, hey, do do you, boo, essentially. And then when she left and she actually did go do that shit, he was miserable without her. You know what I'm saying? And then she went and did what she did and realized that the grass wasn't green on the other side. So then it came to the realization that they should have just admitted to each other that they were fucking in love with one another. And by the time they came to that realization, it was almost too late. Well, actually, it was too late. But then they ended up having to meet at a later time in life. 
and then it just kind of connected back. But the thing is, they could have avoided that. You know what I'm saying? With the proper communication, with the whole idea of not thinking that being in love with one another is a negative thing. You know what I mean? Or trying to play cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to, you know, show any weakness to my friend. Because I just I wanted to show to my friends that I could pull her, and I did. And it is what it is. You ain't got to do this love thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they were trying to play that, and it's the same way with like. Like loving basketball or, or brown sugar and things like that, like it's gonna have better communication. It's gonna have more depth because we have a different understanding as a people now. We it's okay to communicate. It's okay to feel now. You know what I'm saying? Drake has given us the ability to have emotion. I'm being funny, but go ahead. You can talk. Thank you, my kind sir, for giving me permission to talk. You're wild. Um, <laughs> you just like cutting me off. That's not the the toxicity that I'm talking about. Because to me, that's necessary for a movie. Like, if there was nobody not being um, forthright about their feelings, there would be no climatic moments and all the different, like, the seven stages of a story arc. But the toxicity I'm talking about is, like, a lot of those movies had points not of poor communication, but just of things that in today's society, a lot of people would not deem acceptable. Like the fact that he kind of stole her address. Like when he went to the, to the, what was it? The CD store, the bookstore, whatever, and got her address off of something instead of asking her, like there would, the writer would have to, if they want to be, if they want to be conscious about. That's what you call it, toxic. Yes, Bruce. That's stalker-ish behavior. Today's standard, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because by today's standard, it will elevate the love stories in the way that you're talking about as far as like, because the lay person now understands communication and relationships and different uh, techniques emotionally. But they it will also help elevate it because the love wouldn't be driven by, like it'll be a different way to meet people. Other than stealing their information or even with... um, So you're just talking about by the today's standards of getting information? No. It wouldn't happen today because you could just follow on Facebook. No, I'm saying today's (laughs) standard of the male and female interaction. Like how when Cardi being offset had a little difference or whatever... And he showed up to her show and were like went on stage and did this whole grand gesture. Like some people were like, Oh my god, that was so like romantic. Like he went fight to get his girl back. And then you had some people was like, Bro, you just showed up to her job and like threw off her flow of everything she was doing because you made a mistake and you're trying to fix it. But screw her and the show that she got planned. And how she had to put all those emotions to the side to go through with the show. And now you brought all of that to her workplace. That's like me and you getting into an argument and me coming up to Geico. Just, I know you're on a phone call, but hold on. I got to tell you this because I messed up type of situation. You get what I'm saying? Like it seemed to some people, it seems self-serving. And granted, you're going to have both groups of people saying how they feel about it some people don't feel no way about it and some people feel like yo that could have waited you know what i'm saying the same way some people feel like to get somebody's address and pop up at their house 
that's just weird. And I just feel like in storytelling now, especially in, excuse me, in the black in genre of black love stories, it'll be, it'll elevate the storytelling because those things will, people will be more mindful of those things as far as like the writers and content creators. You get what I'm saying? That y'all get what I'm saying. If you're a woman and you listening, you'll understand. I'm just trying to figure what out I'm how saying. is that? Because you would have to write another way for them to another way for him to get her information in a healthy way. So him, damn, that's crazy. That so that was really really toxic with him getting his address from her check. Yes, that's an invasion of privacy in a certain. I mean, granted, we that was already agreed upon, but. It's a different time. And that's what I'm saying. Because it's a different time now. It's really frowned upon to do that shit now. That's which a, is that's bizarre because I'm like Why is all that, that bizarre? Because you got all your information up anyway. So it's like I could have found it either way it went. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Befitting for the time, you could see her at a coffee shop because she tagged her location. And then you pop up at the coffee shop, which is still kind of creepy, but it's more reminiscent of the time. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, that's. It's the same. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying like that's the same difference, honestly. Either way. But it's more fitting of the time. I mean, either way it goes, it's creepy. But the thing is that when you're. When you're possibly. When you know it's a vibe between you and another person, you don't mind that shit. You know what I'm and saying? that's what I'm saying. Like the the line between what's creepy and what's acceptable is whether you like somebody or not. But what I was more so you're saying toxic in situations of um, of time. So basically, in this time, this was acceptable. acceptable, and this time is not acceptable. I'm talking about with the new social awakening that we have certain things in the movies so we're talking about two different levels of toxicity right that's what i was trying to tell you at first like i understand what you're saying about the communication aspect of whatever but i'm saying the portrayal of what is acceptable on screen yeah well that's gonna be different to play on too different that's gonna be a different play that's gonna create different stories too and that's gonna which is a given that's a given because it's like the same way with like uh some of those movies like uh think like a man think like things Mm -hmm. like that my thing is that i'm saying there's going to be so much depth in the movies because a lot of the things that um causes the conflict between couples Mm -hmm. especially in those earlier movies it's going to be interesting to see how we've evolved as a people but i also feel like some of those things they can't change because they need that to tell a story you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, Brittany, you can find different ways in telling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even though that thing is, it's inevitable that those things happen in relationships. It just happens. Mm-hmm. You have bad communication. You have um, toxic masculinity. You have um, a woman being overly masculine or uh, feeling like she don't need a man and things like that. That's going to happen just in the natural flow of relationships. But more so, I'm talking about the end result and how we get to that result of finding a comfortable love. 
is going to be different than what it was back then. Because they had to go through their whole trial and tribulation the hard way. And see, that's another... Now we have communication where it's not... It's acceptable to communicate now. We're like, damn, let's sit down and get counseling. Let's... And that can still have some type of level of interest. Because... Think about Baby Boy. Baby Boy was so fucked, like on a on a on a on a grander scale. Horrible movie. On a grander scale, it gave classic. people. It's a well, classic horrible. movie, but it was classic for all the wrong reasons Judy because people trifling. really wanted that type of relationship with all the bullshit. And see, that's what I'm talking about as far as the toxicity of maybe Baby Boy is a better, clear cut example. Example exactly. Baby it. Boy is a better example than because Lockdowns. Baby Boy, a lot of women was like. Oh, I want somebody to love me like that. Like I want to be in a. It made you want to be. I'm just talking from the aspect of making you want to be in a relationship, and then showing you things that were acceptable in a functioning relationship. Baby boy was trifling, and even John John Singleton like. But it was the 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 storyline of the movie was a whole bunch of different things. It was the grown man who still acts like a child. It was intentional. The name baby boy. It was intentional. And him being in the womb, but it wasn't as well. It wasn't as. And I don't know. Maybe it's because we were younger watching it. Maybe when my parents watched it, they saw something different. Of course. But now that even at a younger age, because of the um technology and the access to information we have now we would be able to process it in a more mature way of course the same way that that high school couple seeked us for fucking relationship counseling yeah that was bizarre to me that's unheard of think of the think of how how toxic toxic Mm -hmm. baby boy was for those who didn't have an example of a good relationship to aspire to all right or a good uh level between or level of communication between man and woman so this is all that you had to aspire to it was a lot of people that that's all they had to aspire to right a lot of the people just somebody to from be where with i'm you. from you felt like this is what it took to be together this is what it took to show that you love someone you know what i mean i literally had a girl break up with me in middle school because she said we didn't argue enough. Now, granted, that's the level of immaturity that we were on. And y'all also were in middle school, babe. Well, but <laughs> think about watching Baby Boy. You like, uh-uh, this ain't going to work. Like, we're not like Yvette and Jody. You're too calm. You're too perfect. Like, I need some type of level of friction. Granted, it was immaturity, but right. just think about what that looked like at that age and how... It also it reinforced toxic it reinforced certain stereotypes yeah. about like the whole um so women must really women must struggle. No, that's my point. Women moves, must though. struggle before they find Overcome. love. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta be the ride or die mm-hmm. before like you gotta be Possibly with him through die. <laughs> you gotta be with him through his like whole phase. Yeah. And then on the other side of him, like he'll you love you forever. Just yeah. deal with it. And it'll get better. Versus like, that's not something that I want to tell my daughter. Exactly. I want to tell my daughter. So that's what leave. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, baby. <laughs> These movies that should come out should give us more healthy examples. And that's what I'm saying. We're saying the same thing. But we're 
addressing well, you're talking it about from different two different aspects of the actual thing. Yeah, two different things. Not necessarily the emotional part of it, because yes, I agree that because we are more in touch with our feelings that it's going to give us better tools, but also some of the things that it represents without even representing. Like the whole... Um, but like then it's a fine line between storytelling because I think about loving basketball when Shorty had curfew and later they were at the party and he used the line I had I got curfew or you got curfew or something like that. Somebody to talk to you're not here for me to talk to, so I found somebody else. Right. But how do you elevate that in the sense of a movie when you need that conflict to push your story? You get what I'm saying? But just think certain about, things have to happen. And I feel you. It's a natural flow of relationships that things like that will happen. But Go ahead. what I'm saying is, is that it's going to give us a more evolved way of getting to the end result. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the relationship. I'm talking about in the storyline. You're talking of about the movie. conflict itself. Yeah, there has I don't to think be the conflict. conflicts are going to be different because, like you said, it's only seven fucking stories that you could tell. Right. So it is what it is. To get to that conflict, that conflict is going to happen how it always happens, but the result can be in a different, more evolved fashion now. Because before the story was he had to go to the NBA, fucking fail. And become a zero after he was the big man on campus before he realized that all that other shit didn't matter. She did the best that she could. It could come to you can come to that conclusion in a different story now. That's what I'm saying. And just think about with the Issa Rae movie that's coming out. The story is already deep as fuck. Cause they're talking about they're reflecting on how their parents' relationship shape yeah her mom basically our fucking podcast mm-hmm. how her parents relationship and how well, she, she interacted did. with men is shaping how she communicates with the guy that she's trying to date that's deep as fuck did you that's catch what I'm that he's writing the, the article hmm? the premise of the movie is that he's a writer writing, writing about an her article mom about her mom because he was inspired by her right I don't know if it's because he's inspired or if it was just a assignment. She had to be somebody who No, she's a she was an artist. Yeah, she was that's a what I'm saying. Artist. She was inspired inspired him in some fashion. But um and fell in love with the daughter, but he's and learning. it's causing him to analyze or it's causing Issa Rae's character to analyze the way in which she dates and re see see her mom in a different light, pretty much. That's what we do every fucking week on our podcast is that we analyze and see our parents in a different light. It really is because it's like, and this is what I be trying to tell my mom when we have these type of conversations. I'm not mad at you because you did the best that you could. It's kind of the same way with the Kevin Hart movie and how yeah, his yeah, father, his dad. he was like, you did the best you could. Dad. Like, even though it was a shitty fucking job <laughs> and you were a terrible fucking parent, I can't fault you for that because you didn't have a, a good example to derive mm. from. You know what I mean? You did everything that you could. Your circumstance and your situation led you to this. But the good news is that I overcame, and I'm not going to treat you different because you didn't know any better. Right. And I'm going to still love you because I came from you. And that's like this morning when I was watching Righteous and Ratchet with um Kevin Doughboy. Do- uh, Kev was saying, like, when they was reviewing, like, their year last year and he was like 
bro, like going on a trip and he was talking to his son, Jojo, and something else happened, he said. But the crux of the sentence that I remember stuck out was like, now, he was like, now as a parent, I'm so much more like, in my mind, lenient on my parents. Because he was like, I realized how much, man, Melissa just wing it. Like, you got to have the right amount of love to discipline ratio when it comes to rearing children. And there's no playbook on that. The good thing about where we are in life is that our parents answer for everything. Well, at least my parents (laughs) answer for everything was ass whooping. And that's how you educate it. That wasn't my parents. Well, we know yours was different. Yours was different. You got to understand, I was raised by grandparents. Yeah. This is even worse. Because I didn't have that extra generation of evolution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had it been my mom, my mom, mom, it probably would have been a little bit different. Because she has this experience from being raised in that form of fashion. Right. With my grandparents, it is what it is. This is all I fucking know. This is how it worked for me. This is how it worked for my kids. This is all I know. You know right. what I mean? You're going to learn today. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't want to do my multiplication tables. I'm going to whoop your ass and you're going to go in there and learn these multiplication tables. And I, I also <laughs> think that I don't know if it was intentional through my parents. Because my dad was the, like, he was the one that you called. Him and my Aunt Gwen, that's who everybody called to whip their kids for real, for real. And I don't know if it was until my brother. Well, my dad was like, yeah, this whipping stuff don't really work. And I, I I, can't remember him trying another approach with other people. But I know for my brother, you could whip my brother and then he'd be remorseful and sad while it's happening. And then three weeks later, it's just like he did the same thing over again. So that's when my dad started making him like hold the wall and do the dead cockroach and do all these other different things. Or he would tie me and my um, sister and brother arm together. I mean, me and my brother's arm together with the punishment rope whenever we would argue. And he'd be like, yeah, when we die, like y'all going to be all you got. So you're going to learn to get along and love each other. It's different things like that. But it's just like, I don't know if it was intentional him saying, I'm going into this with other ways to discipline my kids or I tried discipline this way and it's not working. I need to find another way. Like I said, it's evolution. This is a different generation. So your parents had a different approach to it because they have different experiences with the evolution of technology, with the evolution of things that they experience. Right. It allowed them the ability to communicate better. And now our communication is even better. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The communication gets better every generation to the point where our kids' kids is going to be crazy because whoopings are probably going to get done away with because of the fact that you're going to learn more effective methods of communicating. And, I, you know, like I get mad at people that I see that don't, you know, discipline their kids. I'll be like, they're out of control. Like, da, 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 da. Granted, I feel like the first thing that you think is like, they need to ask, well, but it has to be another method. Like, you know what I mean? 
And maybe you do need that too. Like you still got to sprinkle that in. Some of those things you just can't get away from. <laughs> you got to sprinkle get away a, little, from. a little belt in every now and then. The communication. So especially when you're communicating to your kids a lot and it's not effective, maybe you need to try ass whooping now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it's that's more of a shock. Well, once it gets so far gone, now <laughs> you put your hands on an the stranger. Like, who are you? this woman? <laughs> like, I'm calling CPS. Like, that's what I'd be really thinking. That's probably why they won't fucking work. They're like, my kid know how to use a phone so damn well. They're going to probably fucking get their ass taken away and put into a group home. My mom used to encourage that shit. Well, go ahead then. They ain't going to treat you like how I treat you. So go ahead and do it if you want to. Black people love calling your bluff. Hell yeah. Parents love calling your bluff. Exactly. I don't think I ever threatened my parents with that. I ain't never threatened my parents. Maybe I was in, when I was in high school, I do remember saying that. I was like 16 or 17. And my, me and my mom got into a kerfuffle. And um, it wasn't even a kerfuffle for real, for real. She was doing the most per usual and she tried to hit me and i was like bro you're not gonna hit me so i just i blocked it boy don't and block that's when, bro they think you just she uh, thought, committed murder when you, you blocked. put your hand put bro, my hands on you i'm trying to keep the same you thing she's like are you gonna me? put your hands on me now i'm like i just prevented you from her putting your hands on me that was my mindset i didn't strike you in any way like my mom said that same shit bro my when thing I was you, like bro if i would have put my hands mom, on you that was the first time i saw my mom you would have felt it my mom ran upstairs and got that gun so fast that she had to, like, i knew i was gonna have to use this method eventually <laughs> now she's doing break the shaolin method break, break glass <laughs> she had the little right hammer <laughs> break glass when this occurs <laughs> Okay, right what the fuck? <laughs> Who the yeah. hell you think you is? And my mom, like, I tried running away. She was like, I'm just. I, I went just, to my uncle's house. Bruh, she said, You put your hands on me. Bloop, bloop. And, and so then you, know like, you woke up in the bed. No, I I blocked the first one and she caught me with the second one, like punching in my jaw. Too. And I was just like, Bro, I'm gone. And I left and I went to school and my face was like, cause I bruised easily. So my face on the side, my teacher, she was like, what happened to you? I was like, my mama hit me. She was like, don't say that. <laughs> you just asked me what happened. Nigga, I said, my mama hit me. What is wrong with you? So I, the first thing yeah, I did was text my daddy. Teacher. It was a black teacher. It was of my Votex teacher. Of course. It was my Votex teacher, Miss Burnett. She was like, That's why she said, that. don't say that. I said, girl, bye. I said, for real, for real, I'm calling the police on her. I was No, I said, I'm going to my counselor when I get back to school. And she was like, for what? And I was like, she really hit me. So I texted my dad. I was like, yo, you need to get your wife. She wilding. He was like, what happened? She already um called me and told me you hit her. I said, I knew she was going to call you and care that lot. I did not hit her. She tried to hit me. I blocked her hand. And me blocking her from hitting me, she said that I hit her. And then she tried to hit me again, and I blocked it again. She caught me on the third one. And then I was like, I'm leaving. Because I literally was going to hit her after that. I think you would have lost, but... <laughs> I may have, but you're not going to beat me up. Like, oh, it, it would the whole relationship would have went left at that point. Because I was tired of it. That's what happens, bro. 
I was fed up. She didn't even get enough whoopers to get tired of it. See, no, know. it wasn't tired of it. It's the fact that like my mom doesn't believe me when I say stuff to her. Yeah. That's the part. And I have, I was like, I was not a bad child at all. I ain't sneak out. I ain't do half the stuff my, not even my peers, because my friends was squares just like I was, for real, for real. I ain't do half the stuff my cousins did. That's really what like, it be. my aunt would call my mama. Fuck up my aunt would call my mama and be like, yo, ask Brittany has she seen such and such, because I literally remember my mom was like, they were at a stoplight, and my cousin jumped out the car and just ran, and my aunt did not know where she was at for the last, for the next, like, Six or seven hours. And this happened at seven o'clock at night in the fall. And I'm just like, bro, I ain't a, I'm, I'm in my room Minding my business. watching 2020 on a Friday oh, night. You're, you're wild. Every week. You're wild. <laughs> no, my friends were like, we're going to the movies tonight. Nah, bro. They got a case coming on 2020. I've been waiting for all week. Can we go tomorrow? Can we go Sunday? Crazy kid. That was me. So I'm just like, that, but that's what it be though. Like my mom what the was so jaded by how her kids. Well, my grandma my was so jaded, was jaded by jaded how by what she did. Yeah, she was wild. Yeah, they were wilding. So my mom thought I was gonna try drugs. She thought I was gonna have hella girls around. She thought that I was out stealing and breaking in houses and shit. Literally, when I hung my out with my friends, it got it got so bad to the point where eventually she just had to give in. Cause literally, me and my friends was in music so much that we literally used to just go out and go to church, and like be at a concert or be at a evening service or we'll be at the church practicing. She didn't believe it. When she when she eventually believed it is when I kept telling her like, "Yo, we're playing for this wet. I need to go practice. We're gonna be at the church. We're gonna be at Mount Tabor. I gotta go." Okay, go. She didn't believe it. She kept letting me go. Wedding. She kept letting me go. She kept thinking that we just out being some fucking hoodlums until she came to the wedding and realized that oh, y'all are actually good. Like my mom knew that I could play instruments and shit like that. She knew that because she would come to the games every Saturday. But as far as us being like all my friends being in music, it took her a while to believe that until she literally saw us performing. And then that's when she got lean and was like, all right, you going with who? Oh, yeah. All right. You good. Y'all going to church? Okay, I know. All right. But my cousins? She would never let me hang out with my cousins, bro. Even when I became older, like... I could hang out with the, my cousins all the time. My and cousins that's because, like, But they weren't even wild, though. It was just, like, stuff they did growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, in their, like, middle school age years and shit like that. That she just assumed that it was going to get worse, 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 and worse. Right. And we wasn't even like that by the time we came, like, high school and shit like that. But... She was like, no, nah, such and such used to be stealing shoes and shit like that. So I know they, they ain't, they, 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 they are knocking murder. niggas over. Yeah, they knocking niggas over now. So stealing dresses and, and high speed chases and shit. So I'm like, bro, it ain't even like bro. that. The only thing I think, that I do with my cousin, we used to be around a lot of girls. I think one of the it. things that, well, not even saved me when I was older, but like my mom also was one of the people that was just like, I can't, she, it was just a weird dichotomy. Like, I can't control what you do, but I'm going to control what you do. She always used to be like, well, that's the part of you I know. I don't know what you're doing when you're outside these doors. And I'm just like, 
I'm doing the same thing. Same I'm doing, thing, bro. I'm like, at my this best. Is me. I'm at my best friend house, and you know what we doing? We doing watching, the same thing that we would do if I was at home. We watching 2020 yeah, right. <laughs> Dateline specials. Trying we to watching figure the same out. PBS specials that we would have been watching at the house together with Bruh. you. And I'm just like, and that's the thing. She would, she would be in her room. Don't believe it. She just come out, walk. What you doing? What you eating? Go to the kitchen. Go back to her room. The same stuff she doing now. And I'm just like, bro, like you really think I'm out here wilding? Wilding? Because y'all not. didn't have nothing to do but wild. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I'm not. I ain't I out here trying drugs. Weed. Yeah, like I'm not drinking. I ain't not for real, for real. And I just I also, ain't drinking till I got in college. I had drinks. Like, I think my first drink I took, I might have been in seventh or eighth grade. I mean, yeah. At, um, yeah. but talking about drinking, actually drinking at school on a consistent basis. Oh, no, 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 no. College, not until I drank yeah. a drink, but maybe um, it wasn't enough to even catch a buzz. Like, I yeah, just maybe when I was 18, shit. tasted some stuff. I had like two, I think I literally had two drinks consecutively when I was 18, and then after that, it was social the same way. I pretty much drink now, just like when I'm around people. Most of the time, it's hard drinking for our parents wine. to believe that we was gonna be good kids. Which is It'd difficult because I just be like, "Bro, you raised me. Like, you don't trust what you did. You don't trust what you did." Exactly. And she, I just used to be like, "Also, I don't listen to you, for real, for real. Like, I always march to the beat of my own drum. I've always been very opinionated. I've been very strong headed. If I feel like what you're telling me." Like I'm, I challenge authority often. Well, that's why she and, thought she was out here wilding. What the and, fuck you mean? And not like in a disrespectful you had a way. Mouth, so she really thought you was just gonna but do everything was, opposite of what she taught you. But then it's just like you think somebody else can come to me with something. Like I never fell for peer pressure. If I did something, it's because I wanted to do it, not because. But you gotta realize that all she sees is you challenging her, so she feels like. Yeah, you're going to rebel against everything that she taught her you. All the time. It was just stuff that I didn't understand. Not even a challenge, just a question. Yeah. Just explain the it. The crazy thing and about me and my mom, it, I'm though, just like, oh, all right, cool. We were so close that she knew that I respected her opinion on shit. Well, honestly, I didn't growing up. It was literally the one time that changed everything that. for me. I know it's hard for you to believe, but. I, I didn't. I didn't that. used to listen to my mom. I'm in a throuple. I didn't used to listen. To, shut up. You are not no damn throuple. <laughs> you just insecure. But anyway, though, so <laughs> call it what you want. It is what it is. But tomato, tomato. Um, I didn't used to listen to stuff that my mom said because I just felt like she was just my mom. You know what I mean? That she didn't give real good advice or that's old school way of thinking and shit like that. Until I got into a relationship and she gave me relationship advice and I finally used it. Usually I she'd tell me something like whatever, but I was in a I was in a situation where I didn't know what to do, and I was losing my ground. You know what I mean as a as a man. And my mom literally it is so funny how I my mom see my eye roll It's so funny how like my mom understands what I need to do as a man to say to the woman in order to gain my ground back. Now, granted, it kind of makes sense because. Cause she's a woman, and she's she a knows woman. she, she knows was in how that to situation. get a nigga off his rock. No, I think that's what it is. I think it's because she's a woman, and she know if I was in a situation, what I would need to hear to feel secure. No, a lot of times the 
perspective my mom was coming from, she understood why a girl would be doing that. Because she's a woman and she can put yep. herself in that position. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know. No, that's what I'm saying. As a woman, if I'm giving advice to a man, I can put myself in the mind frame of the other woman and tell you that this is what I would need. Especially if I have a an intimate relationship with that male person. But what you're missing is, and I get what you're saying. Yes, she can give me that perspective. But I'm talking about my mom knew the type of shit girls would do to try to manipulate us men. So girls do certain things to try to manipulate us. And my mom understands that because my mom's very good at manipulating dudes. I can honestly say that. That's what I just said. Well, you're you're saying some. If this is what I need, no, not necessarily need to what do I for me. Not ahead. not just in that aspect, but your mom is a woman, so she gets the mind of a woman. Right. Like you said, if if it's a chick manipulating you and saying this and that, she be like, "No, nah, that's game." The same way a dude would. When I tell a male in my life that this is what a dude said to me, he's like. Nah, he just saying that because X, Y, and Z. Because you're a man and you know how men can be and are. That go uh, twirl. Yeah, you remember she was a mess? Yeah. Anyway, though, yeah, so she literally got me out of a jam one time and I was like, yo, this is my nigga now. Like, after that, we were cool because I was like, let me go to her and ask her what you think about this. What's going on if this happens? And every time she was fucking right, I was like, <laughs> the mothership <laughs> like yo this is Houston like I need Houston to let me know what's going on like do we have a problem so yeah and that's when that began so thanks for that situation y'all should see how she look right now y'all this is when she realized I became pals with my mom and we developed a different level of communicating with one another it's the best day of my life. <laughs> you just want me to say some fuck shit. Go ahead. But I'm not going to say how you feel. Say how you feel. Nah, nothing. say how you feel. I want this podcast to be over. Say how you feel, Brittany. Don't be mad at me because you didn't I'm develop, develop that same. I'm I don't not know upset what to tell you. But anyway, no, so I'm ready, I'm ready for movies like that to come. Ready for movies like that. Now, the podcast is getting to, to the end and we do got some other things to talk about because we were off so long. Uh, we what usually would try to, to talk about. We usually try to set up our um, our little hiatus that we take before the new year because we don't like recording over the holiday. That's why same thing we did in the first year of us recording, but we didn't set it up for you guys, so we apologize about that. But still, um, you can follow us on our socials: Instagram, Twitter, Homie Lover Friend Podcast. Um, as far as things that we're going to talk about in our next episode, we're going to get to the Kevin Hart special. We're going to talk about the Drake interview, things of that nature. Um, Cause those are cultural things that we really want to touch on. Um, along with some other things, I'm pretty sure some more fuck shit going to happen. Like these world war three memes and things like that. Um, what you got to say? That's it. I guess she's tired. I am. And she's over it. Um, so we're gonna catch y'all in the next episode i'm just tired y'all we're gonna catch y'all in the next episode and again we're gonna touch on some of those other things that y'all may want to hear about so uh yeah hit us up in socials 
Say bye to the people. Bye, y'all. All right, we out. Boy, you so late, get out the past. Watching me walk away, you want it back. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Heard you been asking my friends about me. Trying to see where I've been. Trying to see you one week. Trying to slide back on the slit, yeah. I know you mad and your feelings. Yeah. You were sleeping on a kid, yeah. <laughs> now I got you feeling sick. And you madder than a bitch, yeah. When you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Like a boomerang. Sorry to say it's nothing you hovering. I let you go, so you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same. No. Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. A boomerang. Sorry to say it's nothing you hovering. I let you go, so you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same. Night after night, I was up looking stupid. It's funny how the tables turn. Believing in fairy tales, waiting on, yeah, waiting on Cupid. Guess it was all in my mind. I was just wasting my time. Hoping that you come back around to your senses. So much for wishful thinking. You pushed me to my limit. And I ain't coming back. Boy, believe that. You did enough, you can't do no more to break my heart. Yeah. Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you hovering. I let you go, so you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same. No. Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you But shit ain't the same. No, no. Shit ain't the same. Shit ain't the same. Shit ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same.